Hey there, welcome back to the Around Pickens Podcast. I'm your host, Graham Parker. Well, I have a bit of a confession to make. In the last episode, I signed off by saying that this month's interview was going to be with our Marshal, Mike Carswell. As you can probably tell by the title, that's not what we're going to focus on. See, the truth is that Mike's been something of a one-man show here for a while now, and he actually just got a new deputy to help him out. Needless to say, he's a little busy training right now, so we're going to catch back up with him later this summer. But I'm actually glad that things turned out the way they did, because this week is the perfect time to spotlight the new library and all the exciting things they have going on this summer. In case you didn't know, the Pickens Library has been operating out of the old Jasper Middle School for something like two years now, while the main building underwent some major renovations. Well, after a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears, it has finally reopened and is better than ever. I was lucky enough to sit down with the library's branch manager, Kitty Dobson, to dig into all the details about what got upgraded. Along the way, we also discussed the library's history and all about the summer programs kicking off this month. So come on along, and let's see what's new with the old library. Well, Kitty, I'm glad we get to talk one-on-one. We spoke briefly at the ribbon cutting last week, but I really want to dig in and talk about all the new stuff going on with the library with you. Yeah. Well, um... Before we jump into the new building, uh, tell me a little bit about you. Um, what's your educational background, and how did you become the library's manager? So my mother was a big proponent of reading and took us to the library as children. I actually got my first library card from Pickens County Library at the okay. age of eight. And when I graduated in, from college uh, with a bachelor's degree in English, a friend of mine was hired at the library, and I thought what a great opportunity that would be for me too, which it definitely was. I've changed positions and even branches within Square Regional Library System, but to come back home as the manager of Pickens County Library during an amazing time in the library's history has been really cool. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the library's history. That was one thing I found interesting um, that Rick Jaspers sort of walked us through different iterations of the library throughout the years. Uh, to the best of your ability, can you tell me about the history of the library and how it came to join the uh, Sequoia Regional Library System? Yeah. So Pickens County Library got its beginnings in 1932 with interest from a 4-H club and home demonstrations clubs. And then in 1934, the librarian at the time was able to share space with some other groups inside the county courthouse. The library moved to a few different locations until 1996 when land was donated and the current library as we sort of know of it today was built. And then Pickens County Library became affiliated with Square Regional Library System in 1958. Um, That union really upgraded the library because it put us under the guidance of a regional director and made additional services available to the county. That's neat. I, I really like the um, Sequoia Regional Library System's website. Um, my favorite feature is uh, just how you can look up a, either a title or an author, and it'll tell you like which of the, th- which of the libraries in all three counties has it. Yeah. So I, I think that was definitely a good move. But let's talk about the Pickens Library itself. Why did it need an upgrade, and what all had to come together to make that happen? So, as I said, it was built in 1996, and it was 11,000 square feet. The population in Pickens County had grown since then. Library services had changed, and the demand from the community for those services had increased. And the building was in need of repair. So conversations actually began as early as 2008, when a space analysis study was completed that year, identifying potential renovation and expansion. Library leadership at that time made a plan to um, seek a capital outlay grant 
In order to do that, it's required to have a local match. In 2014, Pickens County voters passed a SPLOST that would match those funds. So in fiscal year 2021, Pickens Library and Square Regional Library leadership um, sought that capital outlay grant. They advocated for it, and with the support of Georgia General Assembly and leadership from Representative Jaspers, we were awarded a $2 million grant. We're also going to receive a second capital grant in fiscal year 2024 of 175000 that will allow us to finish some furniture and building finishes. Um, the renovation and expansion was the result of incredible community support uh, cannot have happened without them um, and we now have a beautiful space with an additional 8,000 square feet it's open welcoming and definitely meant for gathering man that that is great to hear i i think like a good barometer for any community is what they put into public services especially uh, a resource like a library so i'm just really glad we as a community could come together and make that happen um but Tell us about some of these new features. I, I saw a lot of new rooms and new technology in there. Yes. So we have additional conference rooms. These are meant for smaller or individual work and study. And we now have six of them. And some other areas that we expanded was the local history and genealogy room, as well as our youth area, which was which has been designed with both caregiver and child in mind to learn and explore together. One of our new rooms is the Flex Room, which we mostly dedicated for programming and makerspace so that our larger community room is available to the public for free reservations. Uh, the community room comes with projector and screen, audio, and even a galley kitchen. Another new room that's my absolute favorite is the Teen Room. Mm -hmm. Before, the Teen Collection was in a small area reminiscent of a hallway. So to now offer an entire room filled with study nooks, comfortable furniture, and lots of USB ports for charging devices is really special. And I, I hope that Pickens Teens think so too. Yeah, if I was a teenager, I'd be all over that. I love the study nooks in there. Yeah, me too. Well, the, the new rooms are definitely exciting, but what about your physical collection? Are paper books still getting the same circulation they always have? They are. So last fiscal year, we circulated over 1,020,000 items, which is the highest we had seen in 11 years. But we are more than books. So we have a really cool collection of non-traditional items called the Library of Things. It includes musical instruments, steam kits, um, we also have um, Wi-Fi hotspots and Chromebooks. Those are probably our most popular um, items in that collection. You can borrow and take them home just like you would a book. And our Chromebooks were actually our most circulated item last year. Wow, the library of things. I've, I don't know how I missed that, but I've got to go back and see it. They're cool. Well, this uh, show should be coming out around the first week of June, just in time for people to plug into the summer programs you have coming on. So tell us what's coming up this summer. Absolutely. So this summer is uh, summer discovery and the challenges theme is all together now. Uh, you can log your reading on, and complete activities in order to earn digital badges and win prizes via a free Beanstack app or with one of our printed bingo boards. And we have these really cool t-shirts for sale. Yeah. <laughs> so All Together Now is uh, all about community. So besides our special 
kickoff program on June 8th is uh, a magic show put on by Jafini the Great. We also have some other programs to celebrate community. We have Friends Trivia Night on June 15th, which I'm really looking forward to. And we also have Touch a Track with the Jasper Fire Department and Pickens County Sheriff's Office on June 23rd. Wow. Well, that all sounds really exciting. Well, taking a step back, um, I'd like to ask you, just from your education and from your experience working in libraries, what do you think the importance of a library is to a local community? What role do you see it playing? So Sequoia Regional Library System's vision is to be the community's dynamic destination for discovery. And we strive to do that by connecting people with ideas and opportunities to explore, learn, and create. Today's libraries are, as I said, more than just books. Um, we offer, you know, from offering space for work and study to programs that are educational or just for fun, from ebooks to free internet access, I think what's significant about libraries is that their role becomes what the community needs. Mm. Yeah, I like the way you put that. Well, Katie, before we close out the conversation, is there anything you'd like to tell the public that we didn't get to today? I forgot to mention, and this summer is also Fine Free Summer. Uh, we celebrate from June first to the July to the end of July. Um, some some fines are excluded, but pretty much everything returned to the library within that time doesn't have overdue fines. Wow, that's awesome! I'm definitely gonna have to get out there and take advantage of that. <laughs> you can check it all out at SquareRegionalLibrary.org. Okay. Katie Dobson is the branch manager of the Pickens County Library. Katie, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you very much, Graham, for having me. Yep. So there you have it. Whether it's the Library of Things, the free Wi-Fi, this week's magic show, or a beautiful, fine-free summer, there are too many good reasons not to stop by the new and improved building. Seriously, even if you're not someone who frequents the library, I think it's really something to be proud of. And I would highly encourage anyone to at least pop in and see how much has changed. You know, I really liked what Katie had to say about the importance of libraries in their communities. It really is more than a place to get lost in a good book. It's a workspace, study space. It takes on the roles that the community needs it to. And speaking from personal experience, the library played an important role for me back in 2020 when the pandemic broke out. My wife and I were both looking for work and didn't have Wi-Fi where we lived. I can't tell you how many afternoons we spent up at the library pushing out applications on their computers and just being grateful that we could. And that's just one story out of a thousand in the 80-odd years the library's been here. So, again, whether you're a frequent visitor to the library or not, our community has a tremendous resource for all kinds of needs, and that's worth celebrating. But closing that chapter, let's turn the page to the calendar portion of our show. As always, you can find the county's upcoming meetings on our website, pickensga.com, under the Upcoming Meetings tab. This month, we will only have one work session and commissioner's meeting, and that'll take place on Thursday the 15th, with those starting at 4.30 and 5.30 p.m. respectively. Another important thing to note, in case you haven't already heard, is that the Water Authority has changed their meeting schedule. They had been meeting on the third Monday of each month, but going forward, they'll now be meeting on the third Tuesday of each month at 6 p.m. So whether you're a big fan of water infrastructure, or you just have a bone to pick. Adjust your schedule accordingly. Now looking ahead at the broader community, you can always count on the calendars from visitpickens.com or nopickens.com for all the best events coming up in the county. And things are going to be getting off to a strong start this Saturday at the airport, which will be hosting a Military Appreciation Day event. 
This is going to be a big affair, featuring all kinds of military and civilian aircraft. And get this, not only will you get the chance to see some of these cool planes up close, you can even take a ride in one. Pilots will be standing by to take up anyone brave enough in either a helicopter or some original World War II era planes. Just uh, maybe hold off on visiting the food trucks until after your ride. Things will be getting started with a groundbreaking ceremony at 9am, with a main event running from 10 to 2pm. Tickets are free, so you've got no excuse not to pop down and appreciate our military, as well as a few new changes coming to the airport. And if you're not totally tuckered out after that, Saturday is also your next chance to check out Jasper Downtown Live. Downtown Live is an event put on every second Saturday between now through October. From 4 to 11 p.m., Main Street will close down traffic and come alive with food trucks, vendors, and live music. Last month had a big turnout, so if I were you, I would think about getting there a little early to find a good parking spot and a place to set up your chair. If you want to learn more about this Saturday's event, you can visit their Facebook page or their website, jasperdowntownlive.com, for more details. And finally, Saturday the 24th will mark the 25th annual Flapjack 5K hosted by the Optimist Club. The run will take place along the flat paved streets of downtown Jasper, with registration beginning at 7 a.m. and the race kicking off at 8 a.m. Tickets are $30, but unlike other 5Ks, this one has a free pile of flapjacks waiting for you at the finish line. For more information and early registration, visit active.com and search 25th Annual 5K for all those details. We'll now close the show with our Question of the Chairman segment, a part of the show where you, the viewer, get to ask a question to Chairman Chris Stansel. So let's look in and see what viewers wanted to know. So Chris, we got a question from a viewer about something that we touched on last week. Um, I'll read you uh, this question that comes to us from Roy Harper. Roy says, Hi, I liked your interview. I appreciate that you gave detailed answers and didn't cop out on questions. One thing I would like to have heard you talk more about is how your responsibilities are different than those of the other commissioners. Thanks for what you do. Keep up the good work. So, I know that we did talk about this a little bit last week, but can you maybe just drill down a little bit more about what the other commissioners do and how that's different than what you do as the administrative head of the county? Yeah, so it it kind of gives a unique um, opportunity for the citizens to have somebody that they can reach out to. Um, by dividing the county in half and having an east commissioner and a west commissioner, post one, post two, gives somebody that the citizens can reach out to that they, they have as their voice for, for their community. Um, and, and they, they represent that as a board collectively, all three of us work through the areas, whether it's budget, overall policy ordinances, um, big picture items, not, not day to day necessarily, but the big picture items. So those, the, the collective commission of all three of us, serve in that capacity. Um, and, and the two commissioners are actually the voting members as the chairman. I'm the tie-breaking vote. So if you, you watch, I think most commonly people see this in uh, the rezones. Whenever a rezone comes before the, the board of commissioners to be finally approved, the board of commissioners will vote. So you'll see each commissioner will, will cast their vote. And if they cast a unanimous vote, then it, it carries forward But with, with that. But if they for some reason differ if there's a split opinion, um, then it would come before me as the chairman to, to be the tiebreaker. So so collectively, we we form the commission that, that kind of makes the big picture. You'll see it during the budget cycle um, in, in the October, November time period where all the final approval of budgets and hearing and, and talking to, to everyone to, to gather that information. 
that's done collectively as a board, uh, whether it's big policy decisions, um, those those larger areas. But then where my role as, as chairman differs is I carry the responsibility of managing day-to-day operations. So my, my role kind of have to wear both hats. I have to put on the hat as the, the collective member of the commission for the big picture items. But then I, I come to work at eight in the morning. I, I say I wish it was at eight. It's usually earlier and it usually goes later. But the, the, the normal daily operations, I'm responsible um, for, for just keeping things on path and, and managing day-to-day operations. And that was one of the unique things I think we talked about during the, the original podcast when, when our form of government was, was passed and voted on in the referendum. One of the options was a different structure of the Board of Commissioners with a hired county manager to manage day-to-day operations while the, 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 the Board of Commissioners oversaw that. So several counties have that as their form of government, and then several others continue to have to where it's chairman-led, which is was what passed in, in, in our community. So it kind of gives that dual role of, uh, of, of working on both ends. But then, you know, our board collectively and the members do a, do a fantastic job of trying to gather all the information they can and, and form, um, form their, their opinions for voting and, and try to vote along the lines of, of what the people that, that voted to put them in would like to see them do. Okay. Well, thank you, Chris. I think that's a pretty thorough explanation. Uh, Roy, I hope that answered your question. Uh, remember, if you do have a question for Chris, you can email us at questions at pickenscountyga.gov. But uh, with that said, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Around Pickens podcast. I'm Graham Parker. And I'm Chris Stansel. And we'll see you around. Thank you.